Coming to you live from the most powerful city in the world. Welcome to the Sideline Junkies. Sponsored by Anchor FM. Take it away, fellas. Good evening, and welcome to another episode of the Sideline Junkies. Thursday night throwdown. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy KG. Sitting in with the executive producer, the man himself. BJ. What's up? What's up, y'all? Now, I'm, I'm going to say this. This is a straight react show because BJ channeled his inner Dylon and he laid down some hot fire for you on a Tuesday night flight. So, <laughs> whoo. Well, I tried. You know, I tried my best, man. I tried to to keep it, you know, just like we were talking, I was talking on the on the on the show with you and and the rest of the crew. So, well, first and foremost, we we of course, in the words of BJ, we're not gonna burn your ears off tonight. But it's a few things that need to be covered. That Russell Westbrook trade. Yeah, man, it's um <laughs> very interesting to see how that's going to work with two super ball dominant players on back on the back on the same team and I know they played together it wasn't the same when they played together in OKC that wasn't Harden was coming off the bench it was it was Durant and Westbrook's team this is he's coming to Harden's team so it's going to be very interesting to see how they handle just Sharing with each other. That's going to be interesting to see. So, but oh, Delonte stepping up in here. What's going on, brother? What's good, y'all. What's good? What's up? Not much. Not much, man. You know, just seeing things unfold in the sports world. You know. Yeah, we we sitting here talking about uh, Russell Westbrook going to Houston. For uh, Chris Paul, <laughs> now, I mean, I'm just, I'm not sold on. It. I think Houston's still gonna be unable to get over the hump, unable to get to the NBA Finals because of coaching. It's not because of the players; it's because of coaching. You think it's because of coaching? I think I just don't think they have the squad. I still don't think. Even we're adding Westbrook to Houston, I still think they probably still. I, I honestly, I still think they're behind Golden State, with and that's without Clay. Yeah, I I agree. I I I got them even with Westbrook as a fifth seed. Yeah, I, 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 that's exactly where I was going to put them the fifth or the sixth seed coming out of the West. I just I don't. They're going to have to prove it to me. It's just not something I can be like like you adding. Antonio, uh, Anthony Davis to Lakers with LeBron. Okay, you're cooking. You know, you still need some pieces, but adding Westbrook to Harden, both of them, like you said, KG, both of them can't get out of the playoffs. So it's just out of the first and second rounds. So it's like, uh. now, follow me on this one here. Mike D'Antoni is a excellent coach. I'll give him. That. I'm not going to call him great. I'll say excellent. 
because he can motivate players during the regular season. But name me one team, and he's had some powerful teams that have made a deep playoff run to the finals, to where he had the Houston Rockets, not this season past, the season four, that was the conference finals. Right, right. No, 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 no. That, that was the conference finals against Golden State? Yeah. Okay. Yep. okay. They were 3-2. Mm-hmm. And it went seven. Chris Paul sat out the last game because of the hamstring, couldn't play, and they lost. But now, name me another team that he's taken deep into the playoffs consistently. I'm talking conference finals, finals. Help me out. I don't have I don't have the stats Crickets. in front of me, but did one of his sons' team go to the West Finals? Hmm. I don't think so. Let's see. Uh, but what I'm saying is, Dan Tony is—he's built for regular season. That's that's what that that offense that he runs is built for regular season. It's not built for playoff basketball. Well, then it's three people that have something to prove them because Hart, the. Uh, the, the same thing D'Antoni has to prove, and Westbrook too. Westbrook with 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 Hart, with uh, Durant, they made it to the uh, finals. Where they got swept. Yep. So you have three people with something to prove. I, you know, the conference finals they had against Golden State a, a couple seasons ago. It, you know, up three two without Chris Paul, and. You know, to touch on Chris Paul for a second, we're going to get to him. That kind of lets you know Chris Paul's value, that without you, we almost beat the best team in the league, a super team. So, but we'll get to him in a second. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's tradition with, with kind of all sports, all, baseball, hockey. When you get to the playoffs, it's a different, it's a different animal. Unless you're just the greatest show on turf, you got Tom Brady, you got Michael Jordan. Even with those guys, it's just it's the 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 error for mistakes, the error for turnovers become very, very everything becomes slimmer when it gets to that playoff rounds. You don't have you don't you know, you don't have the luxury of the, the regular season to iron things out. Once somebody gets a beat on you. And figures out how to stop something is you pretty much done unless you can make adjustments. And we talk about adjustments all the time here with a certain head coach with the Washington Redskins. True indeed. Now going back to Dan Tony, two thousand four and two thousand five, they did make the Western Conference Finals with uh beaten by the Spurs. Swept, right? Were they swept? No, no they lost four one. Four one, okay, okay. But now this team, they swept the Grizzlies. In the next round, they beat the Mavericks in six. And then they fell to uh, San Antonio in five games. Now, you got the likes of Leandro Barbosa, uh, Jim Jackson, Joe Johnson, Sean Murray, Steve Nash, Quentin Richardson, who they signed to a six-year, $43.5 million contract that season. I don't know why. Amari Stoudemire, Jake Vosco, um, Bo Outlaw. You got players, but... But we talking still about, couldn't make it. We talking about the San Antonio Spurs, though. We 
you 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 you're talking about the players they have and you you're talking about coaching, but they had pop on the other side. That's the ultimate that's the ultimate chess player. And we even though Dan Tony's a good coach, he's not on Pop's level. So if you're gonna yeah. if you're gonna go a seven game series and you're gonna give Pop time to study your team and figure out how to stop what you do, you're done. You're done because you're not on that level. The only people that could go back and forth for Pop, we named these players. We named these is, is Phil Jackson, Riley, um, Larry Brown, coaches like in that level. Dan Tony has proven he's not on that level yet. He got to get the monkey off his back. And I just don't think adding Westbrook to that Houston team, especially with LeBron still over there, what Portland did to, to up their, their team, you still have Denver to deal with. I just don't think it's enough. But then Utah would be better. Mm-hmm. Say that That's one more sleep. time. That, that might be Utah. That might be the sleeper thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Utah, Utah, Utah. Everybody beefed up over there, man. Everybody knows what's at stake, especially now with Kawhi going to the Clippers. There's going to be a new NBA champion next year. And everybody's yeah. like, why not us? Portland got the monkey off their back this year, you know? And, and it's, it's, they, they got the taste of it, and that's how you build. That's how Jordan built. Jordan, mm-hmm. Jordan got his tail whipped in the playoffs. That's how you build. You build your, your experience, your confidence, learn how to play in the playoffs. Everybody got to go through it. It's very rare that you get rookies that come in and can take a team to a championship, Magic Johnson. It's very rare. When's the last time a rookie came in and was the dominant force on the team and took an NBA team to a championship? Jeez. Is it magic? I think it is magic. I'm, I'm thinking back. Yeah, I think it's magic. So what are we talking about? Forty years. Forty years. So yeah, it, the NBA is a different animal. If you in the NFL, if you get the right quarterback or as a rookie, you can you can make a run to the Super Bowl because mm. you it's not five players on the floor, five players versus. 11 players on your side of the ball and another 11 players is so much that can go the other way versus one player being dominant against nine other players. Well, not nine other players, but five other players. So, yeah. <laughs> NBA is a different animal, and I think it's going to be a very interesting NBA season coming up. Yeah. I can't wait for it. When's the last time you said that for NBA season? Oh my God! Um, Derrick Rose is still a Chicago Bull. Um, LeBron hadn't went to Miami just yet. Yeah, it was still at yeah, Cleveland Phase One. Yeah. Uh, the Wizards had the big three and was, were winning. I was just about to say. I think that was. So we're talking about what? Fifteen years? Yeah, twelve between between, between the ten and fifteen year mark. Because where yeah. did LeBron go to? LeBron went to Miami 2010, 2009-ish, yep. yeah. So no, yeah. 2012. Was it 2012? Yeah. Because, uh, no, I'm sorry. Hold on, I get I get it right. Okay, I get but, it right. Well, yeah. anyway, we're talking about a 10 to 15-year range where, because I was just about to say, you know, when Antoine, Karan, Butler, and Gilbert was here, like, I was 
you know, I, I got to go get tickets. I got to go see these. You know, mm-hmm. that's that was the last time I was excited about really excited about basketball. He went in 2010. I don't know why I said 2012, but he went in 2010. And I'm going to add to that. I'm not going to say that's the most exciting time. When the, when the Heat got beat by the Mavericks, LeBron's first year, I was happy. Because they went and built that super team, and the Mavericks went on and spanked them on the butt and sent them home. Mm-hmm. So, but why, what's the reason that the Mavericks beat them? Not jumping off subject. What was the reason? Because the they... Miami put a team together that was incomplete. They they didn't they didn't fill out the team that that was needed to. They didn't have a supporting cast. Exactly. They didn't have a supporting cast, and I believe what we, you had you had Dirk, you had Karan Butler, Jason Kidd was on that team, I believe. So they had a squad ready to go. And guess what? That's the same downfall that we talked about. Me and Delonte through the whole entire finals. We talked about bench play, bench play, bench play. Yeah. That's why Golden State lost in the finals. Uh, I, I, I kind of agree, but we're talking about what if K? I mean, I know it's woulda, woulda, coulda, shoulda. KD never got hurt. If Clay never got hurt, they would have definitely went to a game seven because Clay was on fire. So uh, I understand it's when you got. Clay Thompson and Katie, I don't expect but so much from the bench. You know, Iggy, I understand he, you know, he was off a little bit. Sean Livingston, but like I said, they didn't need any bench play if Clay Thompson never, you know, injures himself in game six. They don't need him. He was on fire, he couldn't miss. And that's without Steph Curry. Because Steph was basically, look, I can't, I ain't hitting right now, but I'm going to do everything else. And that's why I love Steph Curry. There's certain players, when you're not hitting on the basketball court, certain players just like, I, my side ain't falling, so I ain't going to play the rest of the game. I'm not giving no effort. But, nah, it's so much more you could do on the court without having to score. It's so much more. Ask Dennis Rodman. Yeah. Ask Draymond Green. Mm-hmm. So. Well, moving on, we talked we, – we, uh... Talked about Chris Paul. And not, well, yeah, Chris Paul, CP3, whatever you want to call him. And OKC said they wanted to move on from him. Now he's stuck in OKC because all talks have broken down. Can I go first, fellas? I just want to give. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I just want to give, you know, my reaction to this. Uh, Chris Paul being stuck on an OKC team that probably won't even make the playoffs, okay? It's going to be a short reaction. Okay. <laughs> Bama. Oh my God. That's what you get. You are you you are deserving of that. You're deserving of that. I hope he's stuck on that team. Thirty-four. What he what is he owed? Three years, hundred and sixty something million? Yeah, because that was only the, what was that the first year last year? Yeah, of the uh, contract. I I thought somebody would have because, like I said, anything could happen. We heard rumblings from Miami that they want Bill so bad, Bradley Bill, that they're willing to take John Wall's contract. So anything can happen. I think 
I said this before, you're going to have to get a third and fourth team involved. And OKC has a lot of first-round picks. So they want to get rid of Chris Paul. They can get rid of Chris Paul. You have to send some incentive back with him. Agreed. His contract is, is, is too – it's just not too much you can do with that nutty contract that he has. So, you know, it's basically going to be, you know, Chris Brown and the Temptations <laughs> down there at OKC. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, who down there? Adams, you know what I'm saying? The, 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 the dude, the old boy who they got from the Clippers. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just – I don't know. They better – Make amends with Melo and bring him back. I mean, which is definitely not going to happen, but do wait, something. Wait, time out. Did you say Chris Brown in the Temptations? The hell with David Ruffin in the Temptations. You said Chris Brown. No, nah, Chris Paul in the Temptations. Oh, Chris Paul. I thought you said Chris Brown. But I said, well, Chris Brown in the Temptations. I don't think I would go see that show. Nah. And, and I mean, Oklahoma City ain't going to go see that show either. Yeah. <laughs> it be some good dancing, but I don't, I don't know, man. Uh, Oh man, my reaction to it is, it ain't over till it's over. Cause who knows? Chris Paul could get in the gym, and you know, uh, I got to send it to you too, Delonte. They got the, the the workout starting. You know, with LeBron and Hoodie Mello do their workouts in the summer in New York. Mm-hmm. They're starting up uh, the twenty seventh, the week from next Saturday. But guys are in there, you know, working out. But the full court game start up. And I thought about it. I was like, I don't know. We might have to wait till next year. But I say we get in shape next year and we be ready to run. I'm talking about go up there and run against NBA talent. If we win one game, it's a success. Oh, oh, definitely. Go ahead. You know what, man? I'm so tired of – kind of tired of people talking about hoodie mellow because either one of us go put a hood on and go shoot jump shots in the gym. It's – can you put it on the court? And I talked about it on Monday. Is is Melo ready to humble himself and take whatever he needs to take, whether it's the six-man role or be on the bench, period, to come help a team? Because he can still help a team. So, yeah. But see, that, that's the thing. It shouldn't be about humbling yourself because when you get to uh, a certain point in your career you know the lights are not going to flash anymore you know the the flash bulbs are not going to pop in your face anymore so guess what you got to take that role I mean some guys start their career out like that look at Vinny Johnson one of the he was called the microwave because he was the sixth man but he came off the bench got starters minutes but he had the green light as soon as he went in. Um, look at Lou Williams. Green light as soon as he goes in. Gets starters minutes. And he's a star in this league as a sixth man. Robert Ory at one time. Ricky Pierce. Jason Terry. Tony Kukoc. Yeah, but these players didn't come in. And I, I don't want to sound like a broken record because I talked about this Monday night. But these players didn't come in with the fanfare and the league on their shoulders. Like Melo did. Melo, Melo came in with LeBron. It was their lead. Okay, he's been the man everywhere he since since he could start playing ball and got noticed. He has been the man. He hasn't had to come off anybody's bench ever. 
So when he got to Houston and that was even that was even talked about, he was offended. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's just like Melo, you know, I don't think he realizes that, hey, this is where you are in your career. You could still help because Melo could come off the bench, catch fire like a Lou Williams and drop 20, 25 points. Mm-hmm. Or he could go for 40. Go for you 40. know, Melo, uh, he's a scoring machine, so he can go and do that. Can you, exactly. And that's exactly what I'm saying. But is he ready to do that? Or is his time in the league done? Is is we'll see we'll see shortly. But when does it become more uh love for the game instead of me, my and I? Cause I mean, if you love the game as much as you claim you do, I don't care if I was the eighth man off the bench, I'm gonna come in, I'm gonna do what I need to do, but I'm gonna earn your trust to make me the seventh, the sixth, and then in the starting rotation. But see, yeah. I don't I don't I don't question his love for the game. I just think that it, this it goes back to not having the right people in your ear. And you know, I LeBron, you know, they claim that he's he's friends with, you know, certain players in the league. And this is when you gotta reach out to your friend and be like, look, you know, look, just just go help somebody. Go go see if Golden State needs some some bench play. Go see if the Clippers need somebody off the bench. You know, go see if you could get on with Portland. Because I know you can still play. You know, don't worry about starting. Because who was who? I I just forgot who was doing the interview. Ah, I forgot who it was. And they were saying how mad Melo would be if he didn't score 30 points. Oh, uh, uh, um, Chauncey Billups. Chauncey Billups. He said Melo could score 20 to 20 something points they win and he'd be the maddest person in the locker room don't want to talk to anybody then he could have a 40 point night and they lose and he's in the locker room trying to cheer everybody up giving everybody that it just tells you his mindset is wrong i think he loves the game he's he, his mindset is wrong I'll, let me jump in real quick i don't I think you know what I'm saying. I'm I'm not questioning what what Chauncey said. I mean, it's, I'm sure it's probably true, but he in a way he kind of sort of threw Melo under the bus with that um, that whole statement because now like you know what I'm saying like league execs they're gonna be looking they're gonna be like oh oh yeah like we don't need a guy like that on you know what I'm saying on our team and I'm pretty sure he was trying to you know what I'm saying he was working to like come back this season so to hear that, that that's kind of disheartening for like general managers to try to sign this dude. And, and I get where you're coming from and and the reason why I kind of listen to Tom, because Chauncey Billups doesn't do what a lot of players in the media does. He doesn't throw people on the bus a lot. That's not something he does. So when he speaks like that, I kind of tend to believe him. But the other thing is too, I think the general managers already know this about Carmelo. And I think that's why he hasn't got another look. Because we talk about Carmelo Anthony, we all agree he get hot off the bench starting. He can drop 40. Right? Mm-hmm. Right. So if you're a GM and you know this and you still aren't going to sign him, like, I think I think it is it, it, Melo got a rap sheet. For sure. I think he has a rap sheet. Uh, you know, what's on a rap sheet, you know, we could probably talk about that for hours. 
but I think he still loves the game. I just think he's he's not in touch with reality about where he is in his career. I agree with that. Wholeheartedly agree. I don't. I think he. That, that's one thing that's out of touch. But you, what you said a little bit earlier about him talking to his friends in the league. Now he's very close with Chris Paul, uh, um, Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, all those guys that came out that two thousand three uh, uh, draft. He's close to those guys because if you remember, everybody can think back. Him, LeBron, and uh, D Wade. They had the cover of uh, Sports Illustrated where they had the three different covers. And if you folded them all together, it made a globe of them guys. But those are the same guys that advised him when he was – they were looking for a third in Miami. They advised him not to come to Miami and said, no, go to New York and get your money. It'll be better for you. New York was the worst thing he could have did. And, and let, okay, let me, let, me, let me touch on that because how many times have – that family member that you don't want to come over. You got everybody there. The vibe is right. And it's, it's a family member or friend that, that's calling like, oh, no, nah, no, nah, we ain't get the other man. You go ahead and go out tonight. So he might have to rap with the players. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe no, nobody mm-hmm. wanted to deal with him. You know, like, oh, no, nah, I don't feel like dealing with that. You know, maybe they already know, you know, if this dude don't score 30 points, it's going to be a problem in the locker room. Yeah. You know, hey, you know, nah, man, go ahead to New York, get your money, man. Why would you tell? No, did anybody think he was gonna go to New York and win anything? Hell, I'm sorry, no, sir, I, I didn't because it was nobody around him. Thank you. It was him and J.R. Smith, two high volume shooters. That you know, J.R. Smith wanted to shoot the three. Melo just wanted to shoot. Then he became lazy. I'm sorry. I hate the word lazy. I hate to call somebody lazy, but he became lazy after a while. So we're gonna go all gas, no breaks, fellas. Now we got two things, two more things to cover. Let's jump over to the NFL. DJ, you talked about those Madden ratings. Delonte, please tell me you've seen the Madden ratings. Yeah, I saw him. I'm going to say this. It's one thing that BJ called me out on, and I got to say it. Before I say that, let me say this. Ever since John Madden stopped being involved with the ratings of players, they've been a farce uh, full of shenanigans, um, downright despicable. But anytime you take Mr. 5,000 yards, three seasons, in a career, I'm talking about one, Mr. Drew, Christopher Breeze, and you rate him a 92, but Mahomes is a 97? Are you flipping out of your mind? Drew Breeze is the best quarterback in the league, hands down. Not taking anything away from Brady, but if you got you, you tell me, I got a choice between Brady. Right now, and Drew Brees, I'm taking Brees. You know, a quarterback I didn't um, – I, I wasn't even paying attention to where he was, but Aaron Rodgers is a 90 overall. But Le'Veon Bell didn't play his last season. He was, what, a 90 what? I think Le'Veon Bell was a – I want to say he was a 88, 89. I'm trying to get to it. 
Um, yeah, I, I thought they were generous with Le'Veon Bell. I really, I really thought they were generous with him. I'm trying to pull it up. And for me, last but not least, Josh Norman 92. should be lower than eight. Oh my God, how? Ninety-two overall didn't play a snap last season. Josh Norman should be lower than a, ni- a eighty-one. Absolutely. Trent Williams should be higher than a ninety-five. <sighs> Brandon Sheriff should be higher than the eighty-eight. He's one of the best guards in the league. Uh, uh, Jordan Reed should be lower than what he is because he he doesn't stay he healthy. Play, yeah, he hasn't played and he stays stayed injured. So, but I mean, if you want to go off potential, okay, fine. But but you know, I haven't dug into all the ratings. He could have his normal ratings because we agree if Jordan Reed's playing, he's probably one of the best in the league. So he's probably upper 90s. So they probably did lower him. And then his injury rating is probably high. Well, low. And he probably is going to be very injury prone in the game. So you're not even going to get to see the 86. So. uh, And I think Adrian Peterson should be ranked a little high because uh, a little higher than what he was. But that's just me being biased, and because yeah, I'm I'm rolling exactly with the Redskins. That's exactly I'm, what it is. But I'm rolling with the Redskins this season, so I need him to be a little bit higher because it's going to be ground and pound for me all season long. Hmm. What about you, Delonte? Did you? I mean, I um, I can speak for for uh, my team and, and and the Madden ratings, and I mean it was pretty accurate. Uh, Philip Lindsay was the 86. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, he was the 88. Uh, which I thought was a little high. Um, I thought he could be like 85, but I'll take 88. Uh, Bradley Chubb was only an 80. That that, that kind of um, surprised me, not in a good way either. Um, I thought he would be like an 85, 86, considering um, that he had double digits uh, sack in his rookie season. Um Bon, uh, now, you know, of course, Bond. Bond was pretty high. I believe Bond was like a 97, 96. 97. Mm-hmm. 97. Mm-hmm. And, yep. and, uh, and, and Chris Harris was a 90. So, you know, now we, um, for the most part, I'm, uh, I'm satisfied with our, our numbers. Um, as a whole, our team is only 81. And again, you know, with, you know, we don't know what we're going to get from Joe Flacco. So, you know, I, I'll, I'll take that rating as well. You know, I mean, that's, you know, we we talking between video game and, you know, what's really going to happen on the actual football field. So, you know, again, yeah, the only, only one I kind of scratched my head at was the Bradley Chubb rating. But other than that, no, I don't have any quarrels with um, the ratings. Well, like you said, Tuesday night, BJ, um, this game's updated every week, so I'm sure those ratings will change. Mm-hmm, absolutely. But... Last but not least, okay, last week, Delonte, uh, you were on special assignment for this one. We picked four players, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and uh, tight end from, you know, all time to put on our, our, our respective NFL teams. And mm-hmm. then we were on, this week we're going to do defense. And that's uh, D-lineman, linebacker, corner, and safety. Mm-hmm. So – Give me your four for offense real quick, and then we'll jump into defense. Uh, and, and it's just for any position? No, uh, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end all time. Anybody that's ever graced 
the Denver Broncos in war uniform? Oh, crap. Uh, let me see. Why, okay, why, let's go wide receiver. Wide receiver, number four, I will go with um, – go with Emmanuel Sanders. Um, you know, has, has made a big impact so far. Number three. No, 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 just one, rec- one, one in each position. Oh, okay. Um, all time. Okay, all time wide receiver, Rod Smith. Uh, tight end, of course, uh, the the legendary Shannon Sharp. Uh, running back, of course, the uh, Hall of Famer, um, TD. And quarterback, this might surprise some people, uh, but I'm going to go with Peyton. What? Yep, I'm going to go with Peyton. I mean, I, you know, hey, shout out to John, you know, the Johnny. Shout out to Johnny, but. Peyton was there for what four years, and he, you know, we were a number one seed like every year. Every year he was there. Only you would cause controversy. I swear. <laughs> yeah, two, two, two AFC championships. He was there. Oh, Lord. yeah, we had the, the blunder against the Ravens. You know, with that uh, the Flacco, you know, what I'm saying a uh, miracle bomb. But I gotta go with Peyton, man. Okay, now give me. One from each position, defensive end, linebacker, corner, and safety all time. Oh, uh, safe, uh, safety, I'm going to go with um, God, safety. Let me let me go back, to, come back to that. Uh, corner, well, that's easy. Champ, uh, the Hall of Famer. Linebacker, that's easy too. Von Miller. And what was the other position you said? Defensive end. Uh, defensive end. Or defensive lineman, I should say. Oh, defensive lineman. I'm gonna go with. Uh, hmm, I'm gonna go with Malik Jackson. Um, high impact player, and then safety. Hmm. Give me one second, fellas. Safety. I'm trying to think, a, a, a good safety from the Broncos. Uh. Hey, you got me stumped right there. <laughs> um, well, I'm not picking uh, Raheem Moore. Definitely not doing that. I think I'm gonna go with. Uh, oh, uh, right, John Lynch. Okay, BJ. Uh, of course, defense on line be Bruce Smith. Of course, um, linebacker. I think I'm gonna put Cornelius Bennett there. Um, safety, we had a couple of really good safeties. Um, I thought I, I thought about Jarius Bird because when he was with Buffalo, he was he was one of the top safeties in the league, but he betrayed us. So I put Mark Kelso there, and mm. I, I think for cornerback it'll surprise everybody because he betrayed us also. But I think he's the best corner to put on a Buffalo uniform, and that's uh, Gilmore. Okay. Uh, for me, uh, see the the hard part was the D lineman and the and uh, the corners, but D lineman, I got to go with uh Charles Mann. But you know what? Let me take let me take that back. 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 Might have to pull that Redskins card from you. <laughs> Let me take that back. I can go Deacon Jones and be fine. Uh, no, I, I'm, mm. I, 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 still, I still may have to pull your Redskins fan card. 
Okay, you want me to go Dexter Manley? I mean, yes, I, I, that's the that's the only that 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 man was a man child. Oh, I'll I, give you that. No, I'll give you that. Okay, you don't have to beat me over the head, Mister D, for the uh, defensive lineman, uh, linebacker. Jeez, um, Monty Coleman, London Fletcher, both <sighs> known for longevity. So. I mean, uh, corner, which is a tough one. It's got to be Daryl Green, but honorable mention to Pat Fisher. And safety, no doubt in my mind, Sean Taylor. So, those are my four. <laughs> Y'all f- fellas got any parting words before we get out of here? Um, You know, just I don't know, just looking forward in a couple weeks. Hall of Fame game. See my beloved Broncos against the Falcons. So I'm ready. BJ? He must have stepped away for a minute. So I, I thank everybody for listening to us. Tune in Saturday. We got a uh, Saturday Night WrestleManiacs coming up Saturday. Of course, we got the results from uh, Extreme Rules. And we got a surprise that came in on Monday on Raw. So that's we got to talk about that. And then also, we got a little feedback from a fan. That'll be played during that episode, too. So until then, we are the Sideline Junkies. And we are out of here. Peace. This has been another Sideline Junkies production, sponsored by Anchor FM. For any questions, comments, or even if you have a show idea, you can always email the fellas, sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com. Junkies out.